Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Wow, God is so good. I just wanted to make it quite clear up front, this is absolutely not about me. I'm totally dead, hey? My life that I live every day is all about Him. He's all that matters. He's the only reason I wake up in the morning. When I get out of bed every morning, I say to Him, let's go. Say to the Holy Spirit, let Your light shine through me. Let You be glorified in all that I do today. Let Your presence be felt when I go into relationships and talk to people. Let people know who You are, not by what I preach and say, but who I am. That my light would shine before men every day. That's the prayer I pray as my feet hit the ground when I get out of bed. Let it all be about You. Let me pour myself out for You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Grab a seat, everyone. You hear a lot about my testimony in the first part of what I've got to say today. And I'm also going to share what I believe is a word that God's put on my heart for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it won't fall any further. <laughs> Just... No, it's good, I got it. It's all good. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> God, you're awesome. You know, um, uh, you, want, you want to be the kind of person that, you know, if, if stuff happens that's not so good, like uh, glasses and things fall on the ground, that you respond like Jesus would respond, eh? You know, when, when something not so good as going on for you, you want to be that person that responds in a way that you know Jesus would have responded in, the way he would have responded. You want that to be a natural, automatic response. Hey, um, I just want to first up front just pray that, Lord, that what I say would be as if... um, you know, you were handed a mic today. That what I speak is if you were standing before us, that you were standing right in front of us and speaking. Let there be clarity around it. Let there be a deep under deep conviction that people's hearts would be would be shifted. That they would know that they're completely loved when this is finished today, Lord. I pray that your your penetrating power would reach deep under deep into people's lives and those that have an incredible sense of, of uh, finding it difficult to find a relationship with you. I pray that at the end of today, at the end of what I, well, this message that I share, that people will know completely and totally that you are for them and not against them, that you desire a relationship with them, that you love them, that you first love them, Lord. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Um, I just want just to honour... First, I, I brought this today because I want everyone to know that these things still exist. <laughs> there, is, there is such a thing as a paper Bible, yeah, just so you know, and I, and I, do, I do read it. In fact, 
crazily enough, this is uh, number five that I've had in my Christian journey and the other four are absolutely decimated. Uh, Seriously, they are messed up. (laughs) But I'm walking out the word, you know. Um, I wanted to honour, really honour Brent and Viv and, um, you know, Graham and Beck and Jared and Alicia and Ruby. Uh, it's such a blessing just to be around these guys. They're so incredibly authentic and they've just, uh, you know, really adopted us in. I mean, we're Australians, you know, for goodness sake. I mean, <laughs> it's like uh, across the dish, ditch battle. So, you know, to, I feel like uh, I've been adopted in from, from uh, far off land. Um, but I really just wanted to say in the six and a half years that Helen and I have been here, we've just been so blessed to be around just such great people and have come into a church that's been incredibly supportive of, of our journey. In fact, um, we were pretty destitute six and a half years ago when we turned up in New Zealand. And... Um, Wow, the transformation in our lives and um, what's happened in, in the season that we've been here um, has, has just been incredible, you know, and it's, it's for another day. But we are thriving and we love this place. We ended up here because Helen dragged me kicking and screaming across the ditch um, because, uh, um, I don't know if you know Lauren, her eldest, um, and Johnny um, had four grand kids so far to us and they live out at Spring Grove and none of the other kids look like having uh, children at this point in time so um, we decided to come over and see how how it went here in in New Zealand and we're really really grateful. Um, I wanted to um, first and foremost for anyone that wants to take some just some notes about today today's message is called 2023 let it cost you something let it cost you something so we've been doing this study for about 18 months in following Jesus and practising the way. We've become apprentices to Jesus. So I thought I'd show you some of the people I followed in my youth that I apprenticed to, that taught me who I was. So here's the first one. You got it there, Amos? Who? Oh, who's this guy? Man, he's a Kiwi. I was in trouble right from the start, eh? So in 1976, he won the gold medal in the 1500 metres at the Montreal Olympics. I was 10 and I was an 800 metre and 1500 metre runner and I thought he was the bomb. Hey, look at that hair. So good. (laughs) All right, give us a look at the next one. Oh, this bloke. Anyone know who that is? Kim Hughes. Australian cricket captain in the 70s, swashbuckling middle-order batsman, famous for a lot of crying. He did a lot of crying when he was sacked as the the captain. But look at that hair. Hair, look at it. How good is it? I love it. All right, so the last person to have a significant influence on me in my youth was this guy. Who is that? (laughs) Who is that? He married a Kiwi, Rocket Rod Stewart. So I knew every single word of one particular album called something like Do You Think I'm Sexy or Tonight's the Night or some crazy lyrics like that, all right? That was my upbringing. These three, oh, 
terrible influences. Maybe they had a few things going for them. But they produced this next guy. Their influence, and with the help of my mum and dad, (laughs) they produced this bloke. This guy in his early 20s. Look at that mullet, world class. Hey, how can he be better than that? What was I thinking? Thinking the same thing in my 50s. So this guy's just about to embark on an international golf tour, right? So these people that have sports people influenced me in the end to play golf. So I went out there and thought I was going to be the best thing ever. And I had a lot of ego. Um, I had a lot of pride. thought I was, you know, incredibly amazing. Um, but I was searching. I was searching for something to give me identity. I was searching for fame, success as the world knew it, but God. God had a way different idea. Enter the Holy Spirit, leading a bunch of guys from America, pro golfers with faith and a scripture remembrance system into my life. I started, I really, in my 20s, early 20s, without even knowing Jesus, I knew scripture. I could repeat scripture, but I didn't know the Lord of Lords. I didn't know Jesus. I have no personal relationship with him. I became, at this time, I became a Monday to Friday Christian. So what I'd do is all week I'd practice these scriptures and I'd work on being um, what I would call morally joyless. That was, that was me. I was getting it all right, thinking I was doing everything perfectly hoping that by the time the weekend rolled around on a Saturday and Sunday, because that's when all the pay came when you were playing golf. So you played on Thursday and Friday and you tried to set yourself up for a big weekend where you made a lot of money. Very rarely did that happen for me. And so on Friday night I said to, I said to Jesus, well, you're not coming on this journey, I'm going to the clubs. I'm, I'm taking on board a lot of drugs and I'm just getting completely wasted. And that was my life for many, many years. Um, really, really struggling with who I was as a person. It was a bit, the Monday to Friday thing was like, a bit like trying to rub, rub Buddha's belly or something or, you know, do, do some way of, of twisting God's arm into trying to give favour to me. That was my Monday to Friday. I compartmentalised Jesus. I brought him into my life for a little while, trying to get him to bless me and and didn't wholeheartedly commit to the Lord. In the end, the memory verse system gave way to um, addiction It took a much greater place in my life than the Word. Um, I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus and I lost my way. Drugs, stealing, living beyond my means, debt, alcohol, 
multiple partners, trying to hang out with fam famous people, I was incredibly lost, very lost. Fast forward a few years, after trying to secure salvation through marriage, kids, work, becoming a workaholic, an evangelist turned up in my life. He plus a local pastor introduced me to Jesus. It's the greatest day of my life. Absolute greatest day of my life. Here's a picture of me getting baptised at 27. Look at that. No hair. <laughs> this guy. This guy on the left here, my pastor. <laughs> I started following him and Jesus. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> You better take that down now, Amos. <laughs> but that's me getting water baptised. Um, wow. Um, even post that salvation experience, it wasn't still a journey. Three years into that relationship with Jesus... I was completely backslidden. So if you don't know what that means, I'd turn my back on God. So I'd had an encounter. I'd been water baptised. I knew the Lord and I wasn't practising the way. I wasn't doing anything that resembled a relationship with God. Addicted again. Divorced. Estranged from my kids on a destructive mission, but God. Jesus is so faithful. When I reached my lowest point, he knew me and I knew him. I remember lying on the floor for a week, at least howling, face down on the ground, crying and crying and crying, repentant. Not because I felt sorry for myself, but because I'd let him down. I hadn't followed through on his commitment to me. He'd been so committed to me and I'd let him down. But man, he turned up in power in my life and I stand before you today because of that. This redemption story, it's just a complete transformation. You have no idea who I was before Jesus. I was a mess. I remember one day saying to the Lord, I said, I can't do this thing anymore, this Jesus Christian thing. It's way, way too hard. And he presented himself to me and said, okay, I'm out of here. And I went, no, don't go. That's when I knew he was the Lord. That's when I knew he was the Lord, that he was in control of my life and I would be completely lost without him. Church, there's so much more to this redemptive story that I would love to tell you about. But I believe God has a word for all of us in 2023. So let this year cost you something. I'm going to read from a couple of passages of Scripture. First one's Mark 12, verse 41 to 44. 
Oh, sorry. Matthew 16, verse 24, close. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. This life's not about us. It's about Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. It's not about the cross. It's not about plain sailing. It's not about glassy seas. It's not about prosperity. It's not about full vats and barns. It's not about, it's about who we are in the midst of everything good, bad and ugly that happens to us. That's 100% what our life's about. That's our cross. Following Jesus is about letting your light shine so brightly before men that our Father is glorified in heaven. Let Him be glorified in all that we do. We have the next one, Amos. Sitting across from the offering box, he was observing, this is Jesus, how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions. One poor widow came up and put two small coins in, a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over and said, the truth is that this poor woman gave more to the collection than all the others put together. All the others gave what they'll never miss, but she gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all, every bit of her being. In him, we live and move and have our being. Every part of it, the good, bad and ugly, we surrender to the Lord. This is not a message about giving of finances, but it's about giving of yourself, denying yourself, surrendering, giving it all, going deeper than before, following Jesus who gave everything, practising the way with a newfound enthusiasm, a new level of intimacy, an undignified pursuit, a passion, a sacrifice, an outpouring of self into the lives of others for His glory, an excitement, an awe and reverence, becoming sold out, a lover of the King, a costly experience, a revival. A revival starts in the hearts of men and women. Let us be the church that is in revival because it starts with every one of us individually to be on fire, to be sold out. We'll soon be home to meet him, to meet Jesus personally. We'll be there in all that glory. Let's leave nothing in the tank. Let's leave nothing behind. Let's live a life worthy of the call. Sow something of yourself from your lack, from surrender. Who's ready for that? Who's ready for that challenge? Raise a hand. Let's see. Let's make a commitment. It's awesome. Lord, I just pray right now that every person who's raised a hand gets what they're asking for. They receive it. They receive the fullness of you in their hearts and minds. That there's an overflow that comes out of them and pours out into the lives of every person around them. So you do want, do you want to know how we achieve this church? We renew our minds. We're no longer influenced by the world or the ways of the world, the ways that seem right to man, but we practice the way of Jesus. We've studied 12 ways over the last 12 or 18 months. I came up with 23 Aussie ways. You ready for 23 Aussie ways? No, not quite. I picked the top five for you, all right? 
Top five, top way of five Aussie ways of practicing the way. They're not really. They're they're actually God's ways. But I've I've actually linked them to the ways that aren't of God because I really want you to to really appreciate your value. Every one of you, your value. The first one is to be loved. To actually hear and see what the cross says about you. If you think about where God came from, from heaven to earth, right, put himself into the belly of a woman, right, came out through her birth canal, okay, lived on this planet sinless for 30 years, ministered to people for three years, and was hated and despised, put up on a cross, killed, went to hell for three days, up back into heaven at resurrection time and sat at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Man, that makes me tired. Well, that's a serious commitment. If we just think about that for a little while. That commitment to us, all the way through for every one of us individually. Incredible, incredible commitment. You are loved. You don't earn it, it's given for you. You're accepted, church, not rejected. Every one of you. Jesus was rejected for us. You're forgiven, not forsaken. He said on the cross, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken for us. Free. You're free, church. You're not bound. Guilt, shame and condemnation has no hold over you. Not a bit. The power of the blood, we've been singing about this morning, the blood, the power of the blood sets you free of guilt, shame and condemnation. There's no place for it. Practice the way. Practice what Jesus says about you. I'm loved. I'm accepted. I'm forgiven. I'm free. I'm transformed, number five. I am transformed. When God made us in his image, he made us in love, in love. He made us love. He wasn't in a body. He was love. And when Adam sinned, he became selfish. He became in need of love. He became self-absorbed. That's sin. Self and sin are interchangeable. Every one of these alternative practices, earned, rejected, forsaken, bound, not transformed, getting comfortable, all those things are self-orientated. They're not God-orientated. Loved, accepted, forgiven, free, transformed. These are all of God. These are all who God says we are. Let's live that life filled with joy in his presence. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. It's sin to say less about yourself than God does. 100% totally 
against God's will for you to at any stage feel guilty, ashamed or condemned. He's calling us up to a higher place, a place of acceptance, a place of love. You are God's. Sin has no hold on you any longer. If you have made a commitment to Jesus, come alive in him. Fill yourself up with Jesus. Don't try to sin less. Don't focus on trying not to sin. Focus on being his, being loved, being accepted. Dwell there. Make that who you become in 2023. See this here? That's us with a bit of sin. Nice pink colour. See this here? This is us when we're really doing badly. It's bright red, all right? You know the good news? Is there's no waiting on sin. You don't get 10 points for telling a lie and 100 for killing someone, right? It's all disobedience. It's all being outside God's will. It's all being outside what he says about you, your plan, his plan and purpose for you. There's no point trying to reach into that person and trying to get out sin. Oh, I've got to find it in there. Got to find it in there. Where is it? What's, what is it? Oh, got to stop trying to text while I'm driving. Right? <laughs> got to stop that. Got to stop. Well, I was looking at somebody the wrong way in the gym. Got to stop that. Stop that. Got to stop giving my wife a hard time. Got to stop that. Got to stop that. Come on. I can do it. I know I can do it. That's not God's plan. What he wants is for you to focus on him, to spend time with him in his presence. And he pours himself into your life. Pours in, pours in, pours in, pours in, pours in, pours in. More of him, less of us. More of him, less of us. More of him, less of us. More of him, less sin. All of a sudden... I don't text while I drive. All of a sudden, I don't look at somebody I shouldn't. All of a sudden, I don't give my wife a hard time because more of him, more of him, more of him, more of him. Here I am. Clear. But I didn't get there because I tried not to sin. So 2023, church, the cost for you is don't focus on sin. All right? Can you handle that? I don't want anybody to focus on sin. Not for a second. Now, hey, you might bump into it and trip over, but then what are you supposed to do? Whip yourself a hundred times? Does that, does that help? Or run away from God and get over in a corner away from his presence for a while? What, what are you supposed to do? I tell you right now, the moment you know that you've done something that you shouldn't have done, that's it. It's done. You already tell 
me that you knew him because you wouldn't feel that way, would you? You already have the presence of God inside you. If you know that you've done something that's outside his will. So that's it. It's done. It's finished. Don't sit around moping and complaining and feeling bad about yourself or be separated from God. That's hell. Hell's separation is eternal separation from God. That's what hell is. And worse still, every other relationship you've ever had. That's hell. Don't focus on sin Focus on every promise that you have. Appropriate what the cross achieved for you in your life daily. So our cost for this year, throw it up. Is consciousness of sin today. That's our prayer. We wake up. Sin has no hold on us. C-O-S-T, let it cost you something today, consciousness of sin. So we can do this, throw up that, that last picture. Hey, who's that guy on the right there? <laughs> That's at uh, a rugby league game. All heard of the state of origin? All right, well, you can tell I'm a blue. That's a buddy of mine from Hillsong. We should pray for him now, eh? Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited about my football team because they've just drawn level in that game. So they're about to kick a goal and make it 20 all, but you can't see that right now. And I'm right in the heartland of enemy territory. Right, I'm at Lang Park, I'm where the cauldron, where they throw full beer cans into the ground. And well, if you're a New South Welshman and you're in the stadium like that, well, man, you need Jesus. He's some, something to protect you, I can tell you. But what I want to point out here is look how passionate I am. Huh? I'm pretty excited. So that whole reason for filling up with Jesus is when we get out in the world that we shine, that we are that passionate about stuff. If I can be that passionate about my football team, I can be seriously passionate about the God of heaven and earth, about Jesus who set me free, who gave me a hope and a future, who delivered me from that oppressed, depressed, addicted life. So let your light so shine so the world will see that we are practising being loved, being accepted, being forgiven, being free, being transformed. Let's be the church, the pure church that Jesus is coming home for, the bride. But we're not going to be that pure church by spending a lot of time thinking about sin. We're going to be that church by spending our time in an intimate relationship with Jesus. Find your closet. Find the space. Find somewhere where you worship. Lay your life down. Lie surrendered 
The greatest place of surrender is, is, is face down because no one can, you can't see anyone coming. Give him your all like the widow. I know there's some people here today just with every eye closed. There's some people today that think they've done too much. Remember, there's no waiting on sin, right? So lying to lying to your spouse or lying to your to your mum is no different to robbing a bank. Right? Jesus paid it all, paid the lot. All it's one price paid for all. Equal. It's not based on performance. It's based on his love for us. His love for us. That he first loved us. And I know there's some people today that feel in their heart that they've done too much. People that believe they're not good enough to get to heaven. They can't get their focus on God because there's too much other stuff in the way. People that have done too much for Jesus to forgive them. God sees you through His Son, Jesus. He doesn't see you through performance. He sees you justified, just as if you didn't do it. Pride says I've done too much, done too much wrong, or I'm not good enough. Humility says I need you, Jesus. And I know first and foremost that I'm loved by you because the cross tells me so. The cross And your death tells me that I'm loved. If you're that person who feels like they've done too much, I haven't done enough to get into a relationship with Jesus, for heaven to be your home, I just want you to raise a hand right now. Not counting to any numbers. I just want you to know, searching your heart, No eyes are open. No one's looking. It's just between you and God. Surrender. I know there's more people out there. It's good. Let this be a breakthrough moment for you. A couple more moments. Give Him your all. Surrender your all. The blood. The blood has washed you clean. A sacrifice of Jesus has been made. You can put your hands down now. Lord, we just thank you for these ones that have opened their hearts to you today. That have said to you, 
I need you, Jesus. I surrender my all to you. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. I pray right now that from this day forward, there'll be no turning back to focus on sin. But every person that has lifted a hand or has heard my voice today, they hear that they are loved and accepted. We thank You for the blood, Jesus. Thank You for the sacrifice You made for us all. Thank You that You love us. This year, we're going to leave nothing behind. your name be lifted high in this place. Let your miracle working power be alive in every one of us, Lord. Transform us into love. Let there be revival in this place, Lord. Let our eyes be fixed on you. You be our all in all. So good, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honour in this place. Fill our hearts with peace. Fill our hearts with joy. Fill our hearts with love. Let there be overflow in our lives. Overflow. Thank you, Lord. Let this year cost you something, church. Consciousness of sin. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.